This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Bing bong. What is happening, my friends? You listen to the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Collective. As always, I am your host, the only host of the Pursuit Podcast, Mr. Adam X. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Adam X. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Adam X. Follow at Out of Collective on Instagram. Follow at Pursuit Podcast underscore. I know there's an underscore in there. Sorry, folks. The other one was taken. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Follow, you know, follow me. It helps me feel good about myself. Doesn't really help anything else, but it helps me feel good about myself. Um, let's get let's get right into chatting a little bit. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my sponsors. They make this wheel work. They make everything work, and it is work. And we love our partners so much. And without partners, this wouldn't all work. So my first sponsor this week, partner Woodchuck Hard Cider. Go to woodchuck.com. Check out the Woodchuck story, their blog, how they make the cider, the different types of ciders that they have, from the Perseco to the Amber to the Granny Smith, Berry Snap, Blueberry. Favorite thing about all this is they sell a variety pack, so you don't even have to take a big risk. You can try them all. They are all super delicious. Head on over to woodchuck.com. You can buy them right on their website. You can shop merch. You can shop cider on the website, and they ship to a whole bunch of states. I'm not going to list all the states, but I'm telling you, they ship in New Hampshire, New York, Kansas, Illinois. Florida, Colorado, Arkansas, Arizona, Maryland, Virginia. There's a whole bunch. Check them out, woodchuck.com. I, I just love their story. I love the website. It's so funny that I like geek out about the website, but it's so good. And I love it. Check out woodchuck.com. And my second partner, sponsor, friend of the week, Cannon Mountain. East Coast, it's been a tough season. But it's happening. It's starting to turn on. Head over to CannonMountain.com, CannonMT.com. The living legend. You know the tram that the Egan brothers jumped out of? Cannon. It's not very often you get to ride a a tram on the East Coast. Uh, Go check it out. Go look at their mountain report. They have an uphill policy so you can get some laps in before the lifts are spinning. And honestly, it's just getting good. They've got $45 lift tickets for New Hampshire residents every Wednesday of the season. Tell me where you're going to ski for cheaper than that. Again, go to CanonMT.com. Check them out. Cannon Mountain, we love you. And I can't wait to get some turns in this year. Uh, I've just kind of been holding out on the snow, but it looks like it's finally coming. Again, CanonMT.com. My guest this week I've had him on. I had him on early. He trusted me early, so I brought him on again because his name is only getting bigger. Jake Hopfinger. You guys know him. You love him. Skiing for line skis. He's in a TGR film, Magic Hour, uh, Benchy film. Let me think of this. called Bar Fight. We talk about Bar Fight, why it's called Bar Fight, why that makes sense. And a small, maybe a little unknown film called Burn, uh, a film about a ski film about forest fires. So we chat about that. If you haven't watched Burn or Bar Fight, go check it out. 
it's this is a really fun conversation because we had no agenda. We just kind of too. He's from my hometown. Uh, we met later in life, homies. We have some mutual friends. It's just a great back and forth, great conversation. But I'll let you guys be the judge of that. Follow Jake on you know everything that he does. Really, just follow him on Instagram because he's crushing it. And also, he's going to be at Kings and Queens of Corbett's, and so am I. So with that, let's get right into this episode. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Jake, I don't think we have to go. You were a guest already. So like, if anyone doesn't know who J- Jake Hopfinger is, you can go look it up. I don't know. It's one of like my first 20 episodes, I think. Right? We're Probably. Back. Somewhere <laughs> in that range. Um, thanks for having me back on. Yeah, dude. Thanks for Thanks for doing it. And uh, we're not going to deep dive in your past like we kind of normally do. My first sure. question for you is, have you ever been punched in the face? <laughs> no. Never? No, I haven't. No. I mean, maybe my brother when I was a kid, but no. I've never been punched. I also have never punched anyone. I'm not much of a fighter. But That surprises me. Not that you're not a fighter, but like, <laughs> how old are you? 25. You've never been punched in the face. Have you? Oh, yeah, a lot. Like, in what context? Like, I, I feel like I haven't even been close to getting punched in the face. Oh, I've been in a lot of fights. One. <laughs> um, two, I I bartended for 10 years. Oh, yeah, and that's it was at, good. It was at a bar yeah. that didn't really have a bouncer, so you kind of end up being the bouncer. Yeah. But even yeah. prior to that, like, in high school, I got in a lot of fights. Yeah. Which is no, funny because that's amazing. I was kind of like a like a scrappy like soccer player. Like I pushed people around. Yeah, but shit. no one ever fought. No, no man, no, no one ever fought. So this Maybe whole I, get some fights. I mean, you got time. You should go. Yeah. We could do a professional ski boxing charity thing. That'd be hilarious. You'd you'd see some bad boxing. I don't think anyone would. Years. Yeah, it would just be yeah. like all these skiers with like the skinniest arms on the planet, like slapping each yeah. other. Oh, you know what's actually kind of funny? We used to in this house we used to live at. Me and my buddies would have like kind of boxing matches. We had gloves, and it got kind of heavy a few times. But we were just having fun. So no, I didn't get like I've never been in a fight, a bar fight. Not not a real fight, like of some wrestling matches and shit. So this whole movie, this whole premise is based off what you Our think fight. of getting punched in the face is like. Dude, well, we were just skiing all winter, and it was, like, kind of, like, pretty bad. So we're, like, this was project we did was, like, pretty last minute. We're, like, like all winter, we were just, like, oh, my God, what are we doing? Like, feels like we're fucking bar fighting right now. And then we just, like, we're, like, damn, that would be, like, kind of a sick project to, like, kind of, like, compare big mountain skiing to, like, bar fighting, especially when the big mountain skiing isn't necessarily easy, which last winter it was tough. We were battling, like, bad snow conditions, bad avalanche conditions, bad weather patterns. So it was just, like... Yeah, we just were like, oh, fuck, bar fight. That's cool. And then we shot this, like, whole, you know, like, bar fight scene, which was awesome. Yeah, I love the – it's just refreshing. And what is it, Banshee? Is that what you guys are? Yeah, Banshee. Banshee. It's kind of changing a little bit as a company, but we're still all working together and and making it happen. But I like – Overhead was a lot. You guys always have a cool take. I don't think the last time we talked it was, like, a bank robbery – Oh, yeah, totally. But, like, the bar fight concept of, like, it's brutal out there. It's abuse. And, like, it's cool. You guys, like, get to live these really cool, neat lives. But not many times do we showcase, like, the crash. We have the crash reel. 
for sure. But like, you know, Kate's just got like it looks like she got in a bar fight, and it looks like she got punched oh, in the face ten Kate, times. Like, like, got smoked. Yeah, yeah. Kate had a hard go. I like Jess R the other day, and she's like, "Yeah, like from that trip and cook, I really got like kind of fucked up. Like her back's all messed up and stuff. It's a bummer." She took her role seriously. Way too seriously. <laughs> That's just Kate though. Kate's an animal, man. She's like, she is so good. She goes so big. Like, yeah, she's she's really good. She's cool to ski with too. I love Kate. I'm scared of Kate. Also, yeah, I too. thought her name was Katie for like the first four minutes oh, yeah. of my podcast. And she's like, it's Kate. And I was oh, like, true. oh, well, there's an E at the end. Okay. And I, I am... guess that's, yeah, I could see how you could think that. I mean, I don't. She doesn't care though. She's No, she was phenomenal. And, but let's, so that's how the concept came about. That's how bar fight came to be. Yeah. It's just like, this feels like a bar fight. Yeah. And it was like, we filmed it over probably two weeks in British Columbia and like a few little trips in Montana, like in April. So it was like a last minute project. And we were like, kind of just scratching around all winter. We we're like, fuck, well, bar fight, let's do it. And we just kind of pitched it. It was pretty low budget, but we all kind of had time on our hands and we were like, let's just do it. So ended up being a really good time. Did you ski it was with, a bit gnarly though? Did you ski with Lucas at all or no? So we actually we didn't ski with him, but he had a bunch of clips from from Oregon area, and he was like looking for a place for them to live, and it ended up working really well because we were like, oh yeah, like we're doing this kind of cool like big mountain flick, like maybe throw a few clips in there, and he was psyched. So it worked out really well. Lucas is the man though. Yeah, he like doesn't. I'm I'm making this claim, and I kind of said it to him. I had him on the show last week. He's okay. like, he's becoming the candied of like the younger generation. Like he's, he's Dude, a man he's of so little good. words, especially when it comes to like his edits yeah. and like, yeah, he yeah. does some podcasts and some social, but like a bit elusive, huh? He just skis and like, he doesn't and he, like, and he's, he's damn good at it too. Yeah. He's so good. I'm he's like, like, unbelievable. He's like my, one of my favorite skiers for sure. He's the, that's what I said. He's every pro skier's favorite skier. Like oh, he's nice. not like oh, this yeah. household yeah, name, is. but he's everyone who knows who he is loves him. Yeah, he's on fire. He's super good. Yeah, it's it is cool. He's really pushing into like the ski mountaineering, like like just skiing big lines, and he's just a phenomenal athlete. And you see the kid ride a mountain bike? He's a ripper. Yeah. It, well, do you see his last film? He just like it's all this skiing, oh, yeah. and then there's just like a insane mountain bike at, at the end of it. And you're yeah. like, oh, this it's so sick. This fits, I guess. We can do this. This makes sense. Yeah, totally. I mean, everyone that skis like pretty much rides mountain bike, so it's like kind of hand in hand. Yeah, but they're so different. I mean, I guess they you guys are. are all athletes, so like it makes sense that you can all ride bikes, but it's so they're such different sports. Totally, but I will say, I think like. Like I like to ride my mountain bike a lot in the summer, and the feeling of like riding single track, single track like pretty fast with rocks and roots and stuff. It's like the same kind of headspace you get in. It's just like really like intricate line, like super quick decision making, and like just like it feels obviously yeah, it's super different. But like my mind is like seems like it's in the same place when I'm like riding my mountain bike and skiing. Yeah, maybe line choice like mentally it makes. Yeah, your mind it, it is puts like you in that space. Decisions. I'm so yeah. bad on a mountain bike. Like, I'm not bad. I can ride a bike. I can ride anything. But I'm at that point where I'm not slow, but I'm not fast enough to take the A lines. So I take like yeah, these yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like no, I hear you. I'm going too fast for the line I'm in, but uh-huh. not fast enough to take like 
that B line that like is the good line, you know, and I just yeah. can't hit it because I'm like, I'm not. Got to get a big bike, just ride over big boulders. <laughs> yeah, but our terrain, I mean, you're from here. Like, you know, like we, yeah. we have to have that mix. Like I'm on a 130 sure. and like, it's oh, nice. fine. And like, sometimes it's too much for our terrain, but if I go, you know, to Vermont, it's just enough. So what yeah. am I, I going to do? It is what it is. We pedal a lot. Dude. The riding is sick around there, though. There's like some some little gems, or at least like, have you ridden Killington Bike Park? It's yeah, like but that's six there. hours. Like, if you lived yeah, you in Rochester, <laughs> yeah, but if you were in Rochester, <laughs> yeah. like it would be oh, totally. You're very, you're very, very limited. I know. I rode my dad's bike. I was back back in Rochester for Christmas, and I rode, and it was like, whew, yeah, slim pickings. It's but uh, it's fun. You pedal and and rip around. It's fun. Yeah, it's great cross country. So I tell everybody, like it's, sure. the cross country yeah. skiing is, or mountain biking is phenomenal. But if you the want like, good. yeah, but if you want like flow or like, it's, we just have roots and you just pedal and you get like, you run the same cadence and then you're like, great. Yeah. This is yeah. fine. <laughs> no, but you know what's sick out there is the moto. There's some, there is moto. some good moto, but no one knows about it. So I like that. Although it's starting yeah. to everyone's riding yeah it covid covid put moto on the map around here for sure hard to blame people though just like anything man it's like covid blew up everything but how can you blame people everything like everyone wants to go freaking live in a van and, and go do you think and ride their mountain bike do you think it's it's going back to normal though like i feel like the trailheads that were yeah i think people are back yeah. to work and they don't want to go outside anymore and i'm like totally cool with it in a selfish way yeah I mean, me too. Like, yeah, like, again, it's hard to blame people, but it's like, I think you're right. I think it's kind of coming back. Like, although on the flip side, I went and skied Bridger Bowl the other day and it was a madhouse on a Monday morning. So, <laughs> yeah, I do you know. think people are still skiing. Like, resort skiing oh, is yeah. at a high and it's going to continue to be at an all time high because we've, as much as people want to say it's inaccessible we've done a really good job of making it accessible for everyone. Accessible, expensive though. It is, but like if you're going to commit to going 10 times a year, it's, it's kind of affordable. Yeah. I'm going to argue. Especially like, with like these, these icon epic passes, it's like not a bad deal. No, it's you not. Know? And like, there's good and bad to all that. People are going to be just mad about this now that we're talking about it, but like also skis, sure. like sure. There are really expensive skis and really expensive yeah. boots, but like, you don't need that to go skiing ten times a year. No, not at all. It's just like cars. Like we don't need to be driving seventy thousand dollar cars to go to work every day. Like you could just drive yeah. a ninety one Civic and it would do the same exact thing. Hell yeah, I, I'm thinking about buying one ninety two. <laughs> you should. They're sick, man. Yeah, it's a nice one. Popped up on Marketplace today. What do you have? A big dumb truck right now? Yeah, big dumb truck. Two of them, actually. I mean, you have to for like your sleds and for when it's yeah, on, but yeah. like going to the grocery store. Oh, totally. Yeah, I got a little beater Subaru I use. Oh, yeah. So you get it. I got a Prius. I got an 06 oh, Prius. Priuses are the shit. They're, they're the most economical, smart car you could drive. It's hilarious. It's great. But it's they're like not. when I run errands, I'm like, it sits in my parents' driveway, and, like, they use it and drive it. And then, like, if I'm home, I grab it. Dude, I had a smart car for a little bit. Oh. You know, those tiny little ones. Yeah. That's a flex. <laughs> whenever, 
for like 400 bucks or something. Drove it around. It was ridiculous. It Bring was back wheel drive, and it had this sick handbrake, and you could like totally. Oh yeah. See, I would have like it put was- a hitch on it. I would have ruined it. I would have oh, been yeah. like, why would you sell that? Why would you get rid of that? I sold it for like two grand or something. Yeah, you made some money. That's my side hustle. I sell, buy and sell shitty cars. Same. <laughs> Are we the same Are person you? except you're good at skiing? Well, you do that with vans, right? Everything, yeah, literally everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, it's the, it's the best way to make a make a quick buck. It's insane. Yeah, you're providing a service, keeping junk going, and the van thing yeah. slowed down because COVID oh, ruined so. the van flip. Um, it's still there. I I think in terms of buying vans in the next few months, it's going to be you're going to find some deals. Yeah, sure. but that doesn't help in selling them. No, no but you know it'll <laughs> come back. No, I know it's fine. It, well, I'm looking for one. It I got a kind of a, a beat old econo line, like a four by four econo line with a diesel motor. It's so badass. Does it have a seven three in it? Project. Yeah. Oh, it's never sick. get rid of it. Dude, it's so sick. I bought it for two grand. <sighs> Are you gonna do anything to it? Is it good to go? Yeah, I'm trying to build it out. No, it, it's it needs an injection pump. Like the injectors are kind of like leaking some diesel fuel. Is it know. the pump or the cups? It's the pump, like the actual injection pump. And I'm going to probably do injectors on it, too. Do When you do that, do the injector cups because those are what leak. Those leak. Those leak all the time. And they're like $12. Yeah, they're super cheap. The part's cheap. It's just getting there. So if you're there, everyone listening is like, where is this podcast going? Which I love. This (laughs) is what I want it to be. No, it's great. I think it's conversations. I think people know who you are. They... If they want to know your backstory, they can listen to the episode. And I think these are fun. Like this is like having a beer with Jake right now. Like totally, <laughs> that's what it should be. It should be fun. But ah, uh, I'm jealous of your four wheel drive seven three diesel. If you I'll brought that picture, it's pretty bad. Oh, I can't. Cool. I can't wait. I I'm do want to ask. The top off. Oh, you should. Yeah. Do you think? So you were in. You were in three films this year. So you were in Bar Fight. Uh, Magic Hour, and then Burn, which I just learned of, so I haven't seen. And we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. But do you think bar fight-type films are the future of ski movies? Or do you think they're going to continue to be these big TGR, Magic Hour films? Yeah, that's a tough one. I think about that all the time. Because for me as an athlete, it's like, like essentially, what do I want to do? What do I want to spend my winter on? Right? It's like these. I, oh god, it's tough. I really like to shoot these short, independent projects with my buddies. The issue with them is distribution's hard. It's like how we make this really cool film. How do we get, you know, say fifty thousand people to watch it? It's like kind of tough. Whereas if you do these TGR projects and movies it's like you're guaranteed i don't know how many eyes but quite a few eyes on those projects um so it's kind of this thing but on the flip side i i do think that the the full-length movie is kind of slowly dwindling a little bit like you watch level one pull out tgr is still pulling away at it and they're doing it but it doesn't seem maybe that sustainable it costs a lot of money man it's expensive it's a ton of money it's and then they have to promote it, which is a ton of money. And they did a great job, all those brands this year who did it, TGR, MSP, Warren Miller, I'll throw them in the, in the mix, um, love them or hate them at this point. But, like, I mean, Nexus, they did some huge yeah. tours. That was sick. 
Yeah. That was like, really sick. I mean, it's cool. I think it's just hard for like us. We made a bar fight was, you know, like six minutes or something. So it's like hard to, to put a whole, put that project on a independent film tour. It's like, how are you going to get people to pay 10 bucks to go watch a five minute movie? That's going to be on YouTube three weeks later. So it's right. kind of tough. Oh, for sure. I think it's, I think it's interesting, but it's like, does that hold more value? And I think with Barfoot fight, uh, line released it, right? So they kind of put it yeah, out, line. which yeah. is huge because there's your, epic. there's your platform, yeah. right? And that's, yeah, line has great social media platforms. It's really cool. Yeah. That's, and it's phenomenal because it like, you know, not that you guys need validation, but like it helps validate like, oh, it's online. It's not just some, yeah. you know, the people that follow you guys, they'll know and they'll watch it. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you get that? that bigger consumer and that bigger, like you just want eyes on it. It's not from a pay me money thing. It's just yeah. like, a, no, we just want people to watch. We it put time and effort into it and we want you to watch it. Yeah, totally. It's crazy. And like, I, I don't even know where we're at with views on that, but it's not huge. Like we were open. I don't know. Typically like, yeah, like 50 K is great on YouTube for us. And I don't think we're even close, but we had it on, I, it was on a bunch of film tours this fall. Like, I don't know if you heard of like the ski ski town power revival yep. thing that Todd and Amy put on. So we put it through that a bunch. We did it with like a line kind of movie that we were doing. So it, people saw it, but it didn't get a ton of views on YouTube. Yeah. It's hard to like measure it. Right. Yeah. Like, is it just yeah. YouTube? Not everyone's watching it on YouTube. I mean, we do the same thing when we talk to advertisers with the podcast and I'm like, well, For sure. the shows do six to 10 K, but like oh, it's good. your clip, you know, that like downloads, but like, Maybe, you know, I have a clip right now about cross-country skiing with Patty O'Connell. It's got over 500,000 views. And it's just us, yeah. like, spewing word vomit. And it, like, totally. But, like, what's the value the of that, right? Yeah. I, I like to think that, like, I would rather have 10,000 views on a project I made than, like, half a million views on a stupid Instagram clip. Because it's just like, dude, we're so guilty of it. It's like the stupid reels, man. You just, it's nonstop. People see it. Oh, cool. Whatever. Boom, boom. And then it, it's gone out of their mind. So it's like, yeah, it's a view, but like, are people actually engaging with it? Are people like ingesting your actual content? I don't know. Yeah. It's, I think that's like battle. the struggle of, so how do you choose? And this, and this is an open end question, but like, where do you put your time? You know, you have how, how many, yeah. let's say you have 12 weeks to film, right? Yeah prime maybe a little more maybe a little less depending on weather but like yeah 12 weeks to film you have sponsors to keep happy whether you're shooting for their projects shooting for your own personal project a company like tgr calls you you got to take that call how yeah. do you manage it how do you think about it how do you where do you value it it's tough i mean i don't know this year i've already been shooting with tgr quite a bit um so I'm kind of set up in that realm. Um, but we're still trying to like dial in a, some sort of like project we're going to do with Benchy. So yeah, I don't know. And then it's interesting too. It's like essentially my companies I work for want to, they want to help me. They want to like push me in any way. I want to get my name bigger, which is great. So they give me like a certain amount of like production budget per se. Um, and it's interesting. Like you might think that they would push me more into TGR, but they would rather have me do like, a project with my buddy Alex with Benchy, like bar fight. Cause it's kind of this weird thing. Like they'll spend a ton of money for TGR and they, 
they won't necessarily get a ton of content out of it. They'll help me out as an athlete and grow my name and put me on the film tours, but they're not going to get a huge folder of raw footage they can use for their own personal like marketing. Whereas when we shoot like, like bar fight per se, every company that supported bar fight, we gave them like pretty much exclusive rights to like all the raw footage we shot. So in, in terms of a value for the company, the independent is makes a lot more sense especially with a company like like line they're really cool they're super core they want to like they obviously want to grow their like big mountain scene and they want to put me in these like big projects but they're like let's just do these cool like like they're going to give me 20 grand like what what are we, what's the best value for our 20 grand and it's typically it's like if we go on a three-week project they're going to get like we roll with a the photographer they're going to get all the photos they're going to get all the clips it's like makes more sense for them but it's cool. They, they leave it a lot up to me. So, yeah, it's that's a good insight. And it's interesting to hear you from your perspective, because my, you know, my outside looking in would be like TGR is the answer always like that's, you know, yeah. that's huge. And maybe is, that helps the athlete, huge, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, if the athlete is doing well, then obviously every brand that supports him is doing well. But you don't think about like, oh, hey, here's your lookbook for next year. And here's me on some blade optics sending this cliff that you can see the logo beautifully and like you can put like if you're shooting independently they can put that in their catalog they can put that in their lookbook versus yeah they own that stuff tgr is tough in terms of well they protect their assets i mean it's they do yeah they do and they have to don't get me wrong they i mean there's the companies are still getting a lot out of tgr it's just not quite as as much per se so yeah it's an interesting that's an interesting take because it's not wrong it's just something you don't if you're not you if i'm not you i don't think about it like that yeah i think about it all the time <laughs> like right now i'm in a bit of a mental battle like what the hell do i do because I'm, I'm about to go i'm going to revelstoke in a few days with this big line we're trying to make a line movie this year um so we're, we're putting a lot of time into that so that'll be cool and line typed but it doesn't really help my other sponsors so I don't know. It does. It does. Time, I right? mean, you know, whatever goggles you have on, you're still a sweet. You're a sweet, right? Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. sweet goggles on and a helmet at like that all, you know, that all people see that and it all yeah. comes together at the end. It's interesting. It's cool with line because now they have this big mountain ski that actually rips. Like it's sick. Have you skied it? Oh, yeah. It's great. It's a phenomenal. pretty good ski, man. But it's really good. now line has to like, break that like you know i think and maybe i'm just 36 and from buffalo so like i hear line skis i think andy perry totally who's huge pivotal for like the growth of still to this day is like oh massive like their whole park squad is like right but like line is really branded in that world and they're actually that's kind of why they have all these big mountain guys now they're trying to to push into that that free ride kind of directional chargey ski yeah but it's it's letting the consumer know that we're more than just a park brand which is funny to think because i think the people that have skied on current lines and like no like they get it it makes sense but it's a it's a big push and it's being noticed at least for me is like oh yeah line is like you know and they have k2 money like which is a whole yeah that helps that doesn't hurt it um yeah, no, it helps. You as an but athlete, they're, they're has it changed anything? Different. Oh, they're totally different. But yeah, 
for you as an athlete, has it changed anything? K2 line? Um, I mean, the skis are better than my last brand. <laughs> so that helps. And, and there's just, you know, there's, um, there's more support. And like I said, with their like social channels, it's, it's sweet, dude. Like they have like tons of Instagram followers. So it's like, it just, it helps, it helps build the whole, the whole brand. What do they say? It's like a rising ship, a rising tide raises all ships. Raises all ships. Yeah. I think that's yeah, what it is. A, they have a big platform and it, it helps, helps me grow. So it's cool. And they're the best. They're so easy to work with. TM is like my, my buddy. So it's cool. Who's the TM? Is it Connor or Jake? Connor. Yeah. Connor, Connor Clayton. He's cool. Yeah. He's great. He's a good guy. He's an yeah, East Coaster, isn't in, he? In He's from Connecticut. He lives in uh, Seattle. Oh, Line yeah. offices in downtown Seattle. Yeah, I've been in there. I interviewed uh, Connor at oh, the yeah. office. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. There, but he's like secretly guy. like a pro skier. Dude, he's so He good. just had some knee injuries. So that like, Yeah, his knees are bad. It's such a bummer. But dude, we'll like go on these trips and he's like fully like doing like rodeo nines on the park jobs. Like, yeah, like here's your TM who can like, that. who can yeah. rip. Yeah, which is rad because he, he, it, he understands like the the struggle we're in. Like right now, we're like, Revy's pretty pretty bad right now in terms of like avalanche conditions. It's like really spooky. So we call Connor. And we're like, dude, we're like pretty scared about this trip. Like we just want to let you know we're like kind of like it's gonna be tough to like go and step on big terrain. Right. Um, and he's like, yeah, of course. Like I've been watching it too. He like totally gets it. So there's no pressure for us to like do anything nar because he's a skier and he gets it. Right. He's Which not is just honestly like, the same for all, like all the team managers I've worked with. They're just like, they're just freaking skiers and great guys. Yeah. And we're all human, right? Like there is yeah. the whole goal is to come home. Like you have to get these great shots oh, and you have to stack one. clips, but like number one is come home. Like we're just skiing. It's just, oh, big time. I mean, I think sadly the NFL just learned that in the last week. Yeah. Like, I know. It's, a bummer. it's, it's such a violent sport and it's this whole, like kill him And I hate that guy. And it's like, no, no, no. These are just humans who have, jer- who have colors on yeah, and like, like, let's, let's keep everyone healthy here. We're good with that in the ski industry. As far as like, we all know that we're human. And like, when we have tragic yeah. loss, it affects our community. And now we've seen it on like this, national level when it comes to the nfl and it like happening in front of people and you're like totally this happens like the goal is to go home and like it's weird to compare nfl to skiing but like we're just humans and like yeah we're all the same you just happen to be really good at skiing and like that's (laughs) neat right and like someone can catch a football and that's cool but like their brothers their sons their dads their moms their like yeah boyfriend like it's so when you when we go film, how do you I mean, I guess my long winded question is like, how do you prepare for that mentally, knowing that you're going to Revy, knowing you have the pressure of filming and getting these shots and like you're spending budget like they're putting money into you yeah. to get a product all while you need to be safe, keep your friends safe keep your filmers safe yeah how do you prepare oh, yeah. for always, that always no. well it's tough like honestly it stresses me out a bit it's scary like just knowing kind of i don't know you go into a film day and like i'm like wake up i'm like all jittery like kind of like oh fuck here we go like especially when you have objectives too it's like you just kind of know what you're going for but it's always my especially as i've gotten a little bit older and like kind of like learned more about myself like i just want to keep my body healthy like i'm not willing to 
to push to the level where I'm like taking too much risk. Um, and yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's just risk assessment, like just being smart and careful with what you're doing. And, and I don't know, I've, I've, I've kind of learned too like what I, what I know I can do and what I'm like kind of pushing myself in. Um, and like what I'm good at is like skiing kind of fast and, and big, like steep terrain kind of, as opposed to like making a jump and doing like stunts and stuff. Like I'm not very good at that. I stuff. like that you call them stunts. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard, man. Like, it, but that's, what's cool with the line team. Like we have so many guys like Dylan Siggers is an institute. Like I was just talking on the phone yesterday, like about the avalanche conditions. And he's like, dude, like, I don't care. Like Dylan is just going to go like dig jumps for three weeks and, and do like insane shit into the trees. Right. It doesn't affect him as much as it affects you in that. In yeah. For what yeah. you're good is, at. It's great for this shoot because we do have such a diverse crew. But I, well, there's a few guys, me and like Johnny Merrill, we're like really hyped on stepping into some bigger trains and pillows and some like just like skiing and an avalanche train, which is typically where I do the best. But it's I'm not even close to prepared to to step into train if like if it's going to rip four feet down and, and pull you into the trees. No way. Right. So it's tough. But I don't know. I've just I just try honestly, my tactic morning of a shoot day oh i just drink some coffee hang out ride the sled listen to some tunes like zone it out worry about it when the time comes like it's like you do i your like that work. so what does breakfast look like what it. does your breakfast look like <laughs> on a shoot day uh usually in a perfect well, world all right I'll, I'll fill you back our i was just in jackson for like a week we're shooting with tgr and we were ma- mainly on like jump objectives so we we're waking up pretty early digging all day you ever been to pearl street in jackson I have, but it was 15 years ago. Yeah, we were, I was just ripping Pearl Street every morning. <laughs> Waking up and, like, going to get, like, a way too big of a cup of coffee and, like, three bagels for the day. But I don't know. Typically, we were just, like, chilling in an Airbnb making eggs. Eggs and, like, bacon and bagels. It's great. Eggs, bacon, Morning's bagels. Mornings are fast, man. They really, they really are. And it's one of those things, like, you set your alarm for 4 a.m. and you're like, fuck. Like, I've never regretted getting up early once I'm up. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough getting up sometimes. Oh, it sucks. Especially it's so dark. Like, it doesn't get light until, like, 8 o'clock right now. Yeah, it is it is a little tricky. So then what music are you listening to? Like, what's pumping through your headphones? Oh, damn. Recently, I've been doing old school Wyclef. Okay. Wyclef? I mean. He's got some sick old albums. I don't think I've ever, like, dug deep into the. He's got some good ones. I like the Fugees. Well, I know the Fugees. I've been kind of jamming that on the on the way up. Give me like an a Wyclef album. I'm trying to think of the one song like, that I know. Here, let me pull Spotify. There's some good ones back in the day. His I new just, stuff's a little too like kind of new school, like Carnival. Okay. Yeah, he has like three versions of like this Carnival, and they were like 2002 to like 2007. They're good. Oh yeah, he's got a whole bunch. All right. Yeah, check them out. There's some good old white glove. It's crazy that Fuji's comes up under him. He was in there, yeah. I know he was in there, but like, if when you look up Wyclef, like, it goes to it. Yeah. Fuji's are like his top three songs. Like, it's not. I don't know. Man, Wyclef. Yeah. All right, that I did not see that coming. <laughs> what would you expect? Some Metallica? <laughs> no, someone who sometimes Metallica. That was Lucas, I think. He said Metallica. That was like his favorite. Oh, yeah, he was a Metallica guy. Which I, 
I don't know. I guess I never know what to expect. Like, yeah, music. But sometimes I'm I'm ripping like country, even something. I don't know. It's Johnny Cash. Yeah, there's no wrong answers. I'm I'm all for it. I'm like deep deep into this catalog now. Um, it's funny. I was just hanging out with Kai, little Kai Jones. Yeah. And he was like, he's all into this like big speaker he's got for building jumps, and his his uh, playlists are pretty funny. Sixteen year old Kai. <laughs> yeah, it's totally different, right? Like, and then it's totally. like finding. You know, I always put big booty mixes on when I'm with people. Oh, you ever yeah. listen to Big Booty oh, yeah. Mix? No, I haven't. I, I'll check it out. Oh yeah, it's on SoundCloud. But it's just like it's these two DJs, and they just they're like hour and a half, two hours long, and it's like they'll put they'll pull like Wyclef to Metallica to oh sick to like My Chemical Romance to like a, a cut of Willy Wonka. To oh, like, nice. like it's real, but like it cuts it covers everything and like they've that's got like though. I think they're on like twenty six now but that's like if I'm in control of like the big speaker I just put big booty mix on because that just makes everyone Easy. like nice we'll we'll try that out on the next build it's good dude I'm telling you you'll love it it's like right, yeah the one starts with like MCR like Black Parade and then goes into like oh, sick. yeah it it slaps pretty hard I don't know uh, let's talk about burn because I just learned about this. Uh, oh, yeah, burn. I want to make sure we cover that before we get too, too deep. Um, sure. Burn's a movie. It came out in November. I didn't hear about it. I just Googled you a bunch. So um, let's talk about it so people can get eyes on it. Yeah, Burn's pretty cool. We I got hit up by this homie named Kellen um, pretty early on in the last winter. And he was just like, hey, like he kind of told this story. Essentially, his house burnt down in a forest fire in Colorado a few years ago. It's crazy. Um crazy it's such a bummer crazy world but anyway he wanted to film this um ski project kind of telling the story of forest fires in the west and essentially skiing in forest fire terrain um which we it's amazing to ski in it's like tons of fun it's really aesthetic and cool so we just shot it was pretty a pretty quick um project for me this winter because there's a lot of athletes involved in it but yeah me and my buddy parking just shot for like three or four days and 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 filmed it but it's a really cool project it tells a cool story it's at a bunch of film fests and stuff right now so it's worth worth watching and it's available we can find it right it's all we just yeah google i think it's on it youtube burn yeah. movie i think if you google it though be careful because you'll get sent to a solomon movie called like the burn oh, which is like 2013 yep. i think mm-hmm. i remember that one. so it's not that one it's also good yeah watch that one but also watch there's this. so much so much good ski media out there it's it's overwhelming i can't watch all of it honestly i try like i try to give dude, so every much. one of my guests like the due diligence of like they're gonna give me an hour i might as well give them an hour and like watch all their oh, films cool. so like i've been watching more ski films and projects in the last two years than i have in the last 10 years right yeah because i just want to you know I, I you guys put a lot of time and effort into it my hardest part is like being involved. Like I watched Bar Fight a month, two months ago before I had Kate on, and then oh, I like nice. watched it again today. But like it's six minutes, sub six Quick. minutes. But Quick. I was like, put your phone down. Like don't put, don't pull up your phone for six minutes yeah. and just watch. It's hard it. sometimes, huh? It's crazy. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, those things are it's, addicting. It's hard. Uh, I'm going to, I have like a lot of just weird questions and kind of bizarre ones. And I think oh, this yeah, is ripple. kind of fun just for like people to yeah. really know who Jake is. 
Um, cool. So they're kind of all over the place. So we're just going to go go with it and see. Uh, some are real, some are We'll see where we go. Um, cool. Let's start with hidden talents. Do you have any hidden talents? Oh, hidden talents. Um. Oh, God. Uh, not nothing major. I don't know. <laughs> like you're not good at yo-yoing or like you can do no. like simple math in your brain without like a pen and paper. Or no. Like, no. Come poor, on. You got to have some hidden talents like unicycle. Talents. I can ride a unicycle. That's, that's not like a lot of people can ride a unicycle. I, well, for our, for this TGR shit we were doing this fall or this past winter, we were the snow sucked and we were riding unit. We had like unicycles in the truck and I got this big tall, like they call it the giraffe unicycle. It's like six feet tall. <laughs> And we like filmed a ton with the draft unicycles. <laughs> so yeah, unicycling. There you go. That's your <laughs> unicycle. I can juggle like three in a row. <laughs> Did you see that clip that's circulating right now? Of someone just ripping powder and and juggling bowling pins. Oh, oh, the Teton juggler. What is or, that? He's a he's a he's an athlete. That guy's sick. I can't even ski. <laughs> <laughs> like let alone like right juggle and. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I want to talk. This yep. is this is not on a crazy question list, but Kings yeah. and Queens. Oh, that yeah. helped kickstart your career, right? Like for sure. Yeah, I you think it did. Shocked the sure. double backflip into that thing. Uh, are you going? Are you thinking about I'm going? going? Back. Yep. I just uh, we got the invite like a few days ago, a few weeks ago, maybe. So you're going. I'm going back. You're going in. Back. Yep. And and I don't know if I'm that psyched about it, but I'm going. <laughs> it's kind of gnarly, man. It's like I've had a good a snow year, week. right? Yeah. Although I was just I just skied up there the other day, and it, it's honestly a little thinner than I thought it was going to look. But so yeah. how do you prepare for that? You just chuck your body like it's just a meat chuck fest, Dude, right? Don't I haven't even been thinking about it. It scares me. Oh, I just like don't like literally like just worry about it. Everyone's like, "Oh, what are you going to do?" It's like, "Dude, I don't know." <laughs> I haven't even thought a lick about it. But worry you're in. You're go. going. This is an official announcement that you are going. I'm going. Oh yeah, see you there. <laughs> you don't sound excited at all. I, it, dude, it's scary. Like I've done it like I don't know. This is like my fourth year or something. I keep telling myself I really want to win it and then never do it again. But I haven't won, so. But you have to win it. That's the hard part. It's the hard part for sure. I'm gonna be there. Oh, nice. I don't know what it's, I'm it's, doing. It's a fun week. I'm media, week. so I'll be there. But I'm like, okay. Oh, cool. You know, our form is obviously conversation, and we can do short form, we can do long form. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't think they want to have a conversation. No, we do a lot of interviews and stuff. Yeah, but like, I think I might just ask random questions. Like, you should. That'd be good. Totally. Because yeah. everyone asks the same questions. Oh, yeah. I'm trying not to do that at all. What's the snow look like? Like, like if a penguin walked in with a sombrero right now, what would you say to it? And then I just put. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I'm gonna go with. Oh. Nice. Come come find me. I'll I'll answer. Oh, I will. I will be there. I think I'm flying in the fifth and staying till the tenth. So. Oh, nice. I think that's like right in the window. I think it's like six through ten. Yeah, it's it's advertised as a fourth to the eleventh, but like oh, okay. it's like bib pickup and like. Yeah, it's a whole. They haven't announced the fun. list yet. I think people are like, it's tough because it's like kind of in the middle of film season. So a lot of guys are like, I'm like going to hold off on, on saying yes or no until I know what I'm doing. And it's risky. So, it's risky, but it's 
It is. Yeah, it is risky. I mean, but everything's it's risky. Good, not bad. It's all risky. Yeah. But so well, you're like telling last me year, it was more risky than it had been because usually it's like pretty cloudy in there. Right. So you're telling me you don't prepare, you don't think about it, and you just go. No, this is Jake. I, I haven't thought one bit about it. No, it's it literally like stresses me out. But you don't think about like you don't come in with a loose agenda of like these are the tricks I'm gonna do. Or you're just like I'm just gonna. Like... I mean, loosely, but like I'm not I'm not lining a run up by any means. <laughs> I think they should put a rail off the top of it. Dude, we've been talking about that for a few years. We want to stick a pipe into the into like the cornice. Yeah. And take like a freaking whatever twelve foot PVC eight inch pipe and just like just slap it into it, it in and there. just like pull jam into it would be pretty sick. Yeah, that would be. But then it just gets weird. Like then there'll be like a wall ride sponsored by, and they'll have like huge logo on the side of it, totally. and then you're just like, eh. yeah. I think what I what makes it cool is that it is pretty organic. Like they build the jumps at the yeah. bottom now, which is fine, but like it's really. Yeah. It's Corbett's. Yeah. Anyone can ski it 100 totally. days a year. Yeah. I'm sure. There's a lot of pushback on it, though. Like, I've been seeing this hashtag go around. Hashtag free Corbett's. Why? People are, like, pissed because they, like, close it for a few weeks before. Oh, get over So people it. can't ski in there. They shouldn't ski and it people, anyway. I know. But people, you know, you fly to Jackson from freaking Buffalo. You don't want to ski it. I've been in there. I've done it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's I don't, the I don't blame people for wanting to go in there. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that comp. It's cool and it gets a lot of eyes and it's super fun week, but yeah, it's it's kind of scary. No prep for it. No, zero prep. I mean, besides for just like skiing and having fun. <laughs> I love that. I hope you can keep that forever. <laughs> uh do intermediate skiers belong in the backcountry? Um, with the right training, yeah, absolutely. But like I think there's a we need there needs to be more avalanche training there, if there any it almost should be like required in places like i don't know man like there's been deaths already this year from avalanches from like one in montana this happened two three weeks ago this guy wasn't wearing a beacon and it's like it could have been easily prevented had he had a little bit of knowledge and everything and not to say that it's not super sad because it's such a bummer and like it, it's just it's a bummer but there needs to be more training but yeah, absolutely, man. Like everyone should be in the backcountry, but with the right gear, right knowledge, right crew. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's. I see it a lot, even he, <clears throat> excuse me here in Buffalo. Like we're really low tide, and like we have people walking up like the middle of the hill, which is like a whole different danger. Like we don't really have mm -hmm. avi danger, but like if you're skiing holiday valley you are not expecting to see someone walking up the hill and like that's crazy it's nuts and like do they does the hill allow that they have really loose rules and it's gonna they're gonna ruin it for everyone very soon yeah uh, i know they're yeah. talking about it they have rules and they exist and like i i want to be like the liaison like don't ruin don't end this yeah yeah, There's yeah. a way to do it properly. I will mark all of the uphill like trails. That's are, the way to do it. These it's are the like routes you go up. Uphill. Designated uphill routes, which they do, but they're not marked. And you need a sign at the top that says, like, caution, uphill skiers. Like, Yeah, it's like mountain bike trails. Yeah, it's, it's like, like not. But it's interesting how even on this level, uneducated they are. And we're not even getting into backcountry terrain. Like, these are people at the bottom 
fully dressed for like to sit on chairlifts with a helmet on, with goggles on. Like, what do they not want to buy a pass or what's the deal? No, I'm saying like they don't know. They don't know. Like they're like, yeah. It looks like they're ready to sit on chairlifts all day. They have uh, again, how, like I think they're doing it for fitness, yeah. but it's an education thing. Like they're at the bottom of like our easiest terrain with both of their heel risers up, like full. Oh, like they don't know. Like that's a climbing heel. Yeah, yeah. I'm climbing, yeah. and like yeah. I think it's almost you need education at like how to put your skins on how to do a kick turn like i'm not even talking avalanche education yeah there needs to be some yeah i know i'm with you i mean we see it here and we see it a lot with sledding honestly snowmobilers are reckless out there oh yeah well because snowmobiling is a totally different beast right like it's motorheads for like for lack of a better term and like they're very sometimes like I've been riding snowmobiles my whole life. I'm like, yeah, but you haven't been in avalanche terrain your whole life. And yeah. now you have this yeah, machine pretty hard. that I disrupts. Know, pretty like, good. Well, they disrupt well, so much too. Like, yeah, for sure. Like we can, like my 200 pound body with zero horsepower can trigger <laughs> an avalanche, let alone yeah, yeah, yeah. a giant machine like making power. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, the safety's coming out, that's coming out is like phenomenal, like between the airbags. And now there's this new, do you see this new one? Um, it's in the new DB vest, but it's basically a breathing apparatus that gives you, Oh yeah. they're saying like up, to, like they're claiming nine, at least 90 minutes of fresh air. Oh, wow. So like if you're buried, you get 90 minutes. Wow. Cause they're, they're the old, all the old, like. Avalons. Yeah, but this is but those were those weren't fresh fresh air by any means. Those were just pushing your your like CO two out the back of your bag essentially. Yeah, no, this is like it's what they're claiming. I don't know how it works. It literally like, just got guys released. Have like full on like airbags and like breathing tubes, it's right? Insane. So it's like you could put some of that tech into these bags. So in the next two years, I think we'll see it. Right now, it just the only way this is not an ad. Um, but I just read up about it and I just did some work with Sage and DB. So we were talking about it and I think they're showing it all at OR this weekend. So, um, the only, it's only available in North America in the vest right now, but I know that that proprietary, whatever is being licensed to Abby bag. So when you pull your bag, it'll do the whole thing, blow up, wow. but also yeah. start this thing. Dang, it's a two-in-one. That's sick. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, I was talking to Nicole from Mammut, and she was like, you know, the narrative is changing. I'm just hitting all sponsors right now. Um, but, no, the narrative is changing with, like, it used to be Avi, Probe, Shovel. Now it's yeah, Avi, no. Probe, Shovel, Avi Bag. Like, yeah. If you're oh, ha- totally. if you're carrying these things with you, you should have a bag on. East Coast, West I Coast, mean, like they work, man. They're very effective. Very effective. Does that change? I assume you ski with an Avi bag. Oh yeah. Does it change your your cockiness? No. Good answer. No, I don't think so. There's a lot of I don't know. Like it's so different. Like where we ski, like mostly what we're thinking about is like avalanche is pulling you into stuff trees train traps like 
an avalanche bag is only it's not going to help you if you get dragged into a pile of trees like um in alaska that's a different story right Abby bags really are are good but i mean yeah, they're it's, great it's, they're great tools obviously but like yeah yeah it's i like that answer it doesn't i think people need to hear that because i think people think it's like an invisibility cloak like you're just no, like i'm no. unstoppable it's like no no no, no. you just have a little yeah. better odds yeah it's tough i mean and typically we're like our risk isn't absurd like if if a huge face is gonna rip we're not gonna ski on it right it's more so like isolated our concern is is complex terrain with lots of trees and shoots and cliffs and whatever it's little columns of snow that will pull and potentially pull you over bad terrain is is our biggest hazard it seems like so it's like yeah like an abbey bag's not really going to help you if you could pull over exposure from like a 15 foot flank pulling out on you right you know how do you feel you're educated enough when you're out there no no man i it's i mean i feel like i'm i've become a lot more educated but it's one of those things it's like something will happen like we had some kind of gnarly shit go down this spring and then it's like it didn't really see that coming like i got a lot to learn um so yeah no no i mean i feel like i can have a good enough um foundation to make good decisions in the backcountry but when it comes down to like it's still we're still taking tons of risk and there's still a lot of hazard but yeah no i don't i'm no superhero no yeah, I have. I just had this argument. Arguments, wrong term, but discussion, debate about like AVI courses, and I was like, you know, there is something to be said, and you can tell me I'm wrong if you want, and any listener can yell at me in my DMs. That's fine, but like the places that 95% of s- recreational skiers ski have. Mm-hmm. An Avi report. Totally. Like, if I go to Tux, they have a full Avi report. Yeah. The good. only thing that education can do for me in that situation is make me think that I am smarter than the people doing the Avi report. Yeah. But that's not the case usually. No, but you know what it's I mean? Like, I think. Yeah, no, I do. I think a lot of people, and maybe I'm speculating and maybe I'm completely wrong. And that's also my job as a host is to stir up some shit. But like, you know, it's the whole like, oh, they say it's considerable. Let's go dig a pit. You're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. They already did all that. Like, they're telling you you shouldn't be there. <laughs> like, yeah, don't. Yeah. And again, that changes when you guys are going into different zones and you're st- like, you're not at whatever trailhead where they like write a report every day. But I do find like the balance of too much education makes you believe you're an expert. Yeah. And that's when you get bit. Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. We do a lot of, um, we call it terrain progression, right? It's like, kind of you go on a trip you start small you work your way into stuff and that to me is is super valuable because it's like yeah you know you're always looking at the snow you know what's going on in the snowpack whether it be stable or you you're dealing with the like in revy there's these big persistent slab problems right now so it's like yeah you can just kind of start small see what the snow's doing but sometimes that you're like oh well that one didn't slide let's do that one yeah. and then you're like well that one didn't go 
And yeah. now you're on the big one that's going to let loose. Like, I mean, it's hard. It's and that's your job. Scary. And, like, there's risk involved. And So much. You know, we just try really? to be as safe as we can. But oh, always. Yeah. it's, I don't know. I I am on this, like, education high horse of, like, I think too much can hurt the general public. Well, it almost seems like the more you, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know shit, really. The mountains are just they're kind of out to get you sometimes, especially oh, when you push really hard. Yeah. But I think that's like the best. Like you've clearly learned that from someone or through experience of like the more you know, yeah, you realize yeah. you don't know shit. Versus if yeah, you think you know everything, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Like, yeah. I mean, that goes for everything in life, too. It's like, well, right. I really but... just don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it. I don't know. It's hard. Favorite yeah. TV show that you're watching right now? Like, are you binge watching anything? Ooh. No, but I was just traveling and it was a nightmare flying, and I watched this kind of TV show. I can't remember the name. It was called some sort of like, like horror TV show, and it was actually pretty good. Spooky. Okay. It was called um, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, I didn't watch that. And I watched like 10 episodes in like freaking a day. Yeah, you were in. in the airport. That was your last binge watch. Do you bring any unnecessary item that you bring on like every trip? Oh, fuck. Let me show you. RC crawler. (laughs) Come on. You bring it? Oh, legit. Oh, yeah. We bring them everywhere. All my buddies got them. They're so fun. Sage Catabriga got us into them. And they're out of control fun. Cause it's so sick on a down day. You can like make little tracks in the, in the Airbnb and like everyone's got the same crawler. So it like is like even playing field. It's so fun, <laughs> completely unnecessary, but oh yeah, it comes everywhere. Are they expensive? My buddy just No, they're like a hundred bucks. Oh, that's not bad. My, my buddy just got tracks like snow tracks. for. Him. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. He's, when he's are you going to do, did you do a, what is Sage's little series that he does? It's like ride with me or something. Well, he's got a, Oh Yeah. Yeah, is he, is he does like take a lap or something. Take a lap. Yeah, you got to get it on that. Cool. You got to get in on that. I know, I know. Hopefully what? we'll see him. He's in Bend a lot. Yeah, I was with Sage Kotzenberg last week, two weeks ago. And oh, cool. someone was like, oh, yeah, you ride a bike all the time. And like you just describing other Sage. Uh, Sage yeah. I don't know how to say Sage's last name. Catab. Catabriga Losa. Catabriga Losa. But he was like, oh, that's other, that's skier sage. I'm snowboarder sage. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was great. They're both legends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I got some, I got a lot of dumb questions here, which is kind of fun yeah. for me. What would you name your boat if you had one? Oh, shit. Um, I don't have a boat, but if I had a boat, I would call it. There's all those funny, like, I'm blanking on, like, those funny names. They're like, fuck, what was a good name I heard? I don't know. If I had a boat, I'm not buying a boat anytime. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a skier. You're never going to afford a boat. <laughs> no. Although I, I spent a lot of time in the ocean this summer, so. You got to have a boat name. A boat name? Fuck, I don't know. I don't really name anything. Like, my, my truck doesn't have a name. My sleds don't have a name. Oh. <sighs> Should I come up with a good boat name? I'll buy a boat. My brother's got a duck boat. You need the name first. And he has a plane? Yeah. He's got a duck boat and yeah, a plane? Yeah, he's got a plane. Well, the duck boat's kind of a piece of shit. But Whatever. And the plane. 
but yeah, he's fun. 67 is the year of the plane. Yeah. It's like a 66 or 67 Cessna. Like, That's terrifying. I have a 65 Volkswagen and like, I barely like want to drive that on the street, let alone like put it in the air and fly with it. No, but the planes are pretty cool because they go through so much. Like they're just like very monitored. Like you have to do a full engine rebuild every whatever fifty hours, so yeah. they know exactly what's going it's on. It's not like my Volkswagen that I just have the guy print the the inspection and just slap yeah. it on there and I just keep driving yeah, it. Yeah, this thing's good. <laughs> no, the planes are pretty dialed. But that being said, it's still it's hilarious, man. Like the seats are torn up. There's like cigarette ashtrays in it. And shit. Yeah. So. It's, what a what a we might world. Go fly this afternoon, actually, it's nice and sunny. That's amazing. Um, biggest pet peeve when it comes to social media. Oh damn! Um, the stupid freaking trend going around that like zooms in on a location or a trailhead and then shows you <laughs> pictures of it. What the hell's up with that? I love that. Did you see the someone just did one with Okimo and then like posted a bunch of pictures of like was, Iceland? I mean, that's funny, but Greenland like the ones something? that are legit that are like just blowing out like really sick spots in the mountains for like Instagram views. Right. Like, come on. That's a bit annoying to me, but whatever. I don't really care. Whatever. What would you be doing if you weren't if you weren't a pro skier? I would move to the beach 100%. But like what would your career be? Oh damn. Um, I don't know. I've really been toying with getting into like real estate and I've like been selling, you know, shitty cars. And that <laughs> that pulls in good money. So I'd probably do that more. I want to get like a trucking business up and going, like a like a hot shot trucking. Um, okay. Maybe yeah, maybe real estate, but I would for sure live on the beach. 100%. I love the beach. That's surprise. I hate the beach. I like Dude, surfing. I the hate day. the beach. I don't like doing it. It's weird that you like the beach, it's so unstimulating. Like if you're just at the beach. Yeah, but it's more about like the, I got really into surfing the past few years. And surfing's really, dope. Yeah, surfing's I'm fun. I'm so bad at it. Yeah, it's, it's, surfing's a hard thing. So it takes a lot of time. It's like just reading reading the ocean, watching that, waves come in, knowing that, where to be, paddling. That is <laughs> not, the hardest like part. The surfing is like the actually easy part. It's just like. 100%. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um. I just had a question. I don't remember it. Good job. Oh, pocket snack. It's your favorite pocket snack. Pocket snack. Oh, you know what's really good? I'll do. Um, I'll take a pepper, like a bell pepper, slice it up, put it in a baggie, and just nibble on them because they're super good. They're like, they give you some like, they're like nice and moist and kind of fill you up with water and they're like tasty and good, crunchy. Okay, that's my go-to. I like that. I don't, I'm not that into like trail mix and shit. It's just like you're not a gorp guy. No, not so much. I'll just do like I'll make a good sandwich and then like yeah, a pepper if I'm lucky. If you're lucky, that's the luck. That is the luck. Just a pepper. Yeah, I'm trying. Like I don't know. I don't go to the grocery store as much as I want. I'm trying to push like bad pocket snacks this year, and like my buddy's already got me beat. He put like his. Why would you want bad pocket snacks? No, like good bad ones. Like my buddy put his mashed potatoes from Thanksgiving like in his. Oh, that's like gnarly. Dude. In his, uh, in like a little pouch and then like, or a, what are those like, called? Ziploc? Like yeah, because they're just potato. Like potatoes are bomb. They're like yeah. salty and some carbs. And like Fair he was enough. on the chairlift and like had the photo of like, you know, like the POV. Did he bring like a fork or was he just? No, he just like, just... like kind of like <laughs> go girded it, dude. No, but like he sent me a picture and I was out. like, oh, that's like, that's like a good, bad pocket snack. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Favorite meal? 
Um, favorite meal? Um, I don't know. Pizza. Hot pizza or cold go out, pizza? Hot pizza. Okay. For sure. Dude, I want, yeah, back east, there's like just the best pizza. Well, yeah. Way too much pizza. Oh. So, yeah, pizza. I don't know. Pizza. Vacation is hard. Though. I, I like good food, but I'm not super picky about the food. I don't know. I'll eat whatever. Yeah, I'm not like we a culture. Mexico food eating eater. fish. Oh, that's We were catching all this fish. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, maybe fish. Fish with like rice and beans. Classic. But fish has to be fresh. Like, totally. I can't reheat fish. No, no, I'm a pretty leftovers guy, and like fish, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, fish is not a good leftover. Yeah, but it's good fresh. It is good fresh. Uh, anything that you're absolutely like loving in the ski industry right now? Loving in the ski industry. Um, I love my setup in the ski industry. I feel like I'm, I'm doing well for myself, and you know, I'm starting to make a little more money, and I can sustain, and go on cool trips, and it's freaking cool. The ski industry is crazy though. I'm learning a, learning a lot. Yeah. Well, there's no, tough, like, you know? there's no course, right? There is no, like, no, no. this works for some and this works for others. And, like, yeah, now yeah. with social media, it's totally changed. I'm like, you don't even have to be good at skiing to be a pro skier anymore, which is, like, good yeah. and bad. Like, it's really yeah, well, neat. You, thought, you just got to market yourself. Market your brand. Yeah. It's send, neat. Send good it's emails. good and bad, yeah. right? Like, oh, totally. my emails are terrible. Are you good at emails? I'm okay at emails. I'm, I'm terrible. Okay I'm okay, but like, yeah, I'm I, sure you're good at them. You got a successful podcast. Yeah, it's like, dude, we're all doing the same shit. We're just trying to pitch ourselves. I know, but it is funny. Important. I'm like, I'm better in person. I'm like, you get me, and you'll understand. Yeah, me too. It. But when I'm like, oh well, yeah. it's a podcast, and we, you know, we have athletes yeah. on. It's pretty good. And do you ever work yeah. with Hendy? With he does. Oh some, yeah, I yeah. know Hendy. Hendy's the man. Hendy is the. I love Hendy. The worst email I've ever dealt with in my life. Like, but he's yeah. he's Hendy's pretty to the point. But he's so. He's been around for so long and he's successful that like he can pull it off and I can't wait. Oh, yeah. He's like my goal for being for emails. Yeah. Like when people are eventually yeah. just like, oh, that's yeah, Adam. He's Hendy. a shitty he's emailer, but he's got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Like Hendy's yeah. like, Yep, yeah, all good. Got it. Peace. And you're like, yeah. oh, that was it. Like I just wrote like a fucking curated email here, dude. And he's like, Yep, <laughs> no problem. Well, yeah. Hendy's the man. I, I gotta email him actually. He's at OR, so he he's not gonna get with, back to you. Yeah. Yeah, he works with a lot of companies I work for. He's like the PR guy, so yeah, I kind of see him all the time. That's, he's done Boulder, so he's cool. That's why we're. Uh, that's who's bringing us to Kings and Queens. Oh, Hendy has the time of his life at Kings and Queens. Well, we're we got the invite from Hendy, so good. That's uh, sick. Nice. Well, I can't wait to hang out with you guys. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a riot. Um, couple more here. First thing, first word that comes to mind when I say I'm gonna, and I got a list of words. Word. Okay. This is gonna be word vomit. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Powder. Surf. Spicy. Um, pizza. Corn dog. Oh, <laughs> uh, kayak. Kayak? <laughs> all right. Well, it's there's this no, kayak shop that is like all about corn dogs. I love it. Surf. Rollerblading. Dangerous. Career. Skiing. Birds. <laughs> Beach. Retirement. Surfing. <laughs> Pickle. Not that into them. Mountain. Biking. Twinkie. Oh, Twinkie. Um, 
golden. Annoying. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> Annoying uh, weather. Maple. Syrup. Tell me this Twinkie story. <laughs> we, were, we were in um, Golden shooting for bar fight, Golden BC, and we had so many down days, and we were just like not really doing anything because it was the weather was like pretty tough up there in the spring. And we were with Kate, my buddy Johnny, my buddy Alex, and we just were had nothing going on. So we went to the grocery store. And we were like, "Fuck, we haven't had Twinkies in a while." So we like bought a bunch of Twinkies, <laughs> and we all got like pretty into them. Like we were kind of kind of chowing on some Twinkies for a few days. <laughs> And we just had, I don't know, made these like Instagram stories about like rating the Twinkies. I don't know. Pretty dumb. And but they're, I don't know. Kate's had never had a Twinkie. Kate never had a Twinkie. So we like, we're like, Kate, we got to have some Twinkies. So we like, and she was pretty into them. Well, who's not into Twinkies? They're like. They're delicious. They're pretty gross, but like. Well, yeah, but that's what makes them good. Yeah. yeah. I don't have like a 12 pack of Twinkies sitting in the van, but like if someone Dude, offers I- me one. Yeah, I think dude, you should like go for a hostess pack. sponsor. Oh, yeah, man, I know that'd be sick, huh? They got just, some dough. Just pocket Twinkies, dude. That'd be good. They get smushed though. Yeah, but who it. cares? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, Jake, what? This is kind of your outro here. One, sure. let's sponsors to thank, people to thank. And then two, cool. what do you have coming up? And like, I know it'll probably be six to eight months from now, but like what, where are we going to see you? Like what's, what do you have popping right now? Well, I'm doing a TGR seg this winter, whether it be right now, I'm, I've been shooting in Jackson with them. So they like create this Jackson segment every year. I'm trying to go to Europe with them or potentially Alaska or something. So I'm trying to just like go on a cool trip with TGR. So I want to do a TGR seg. We're going to do, I'm actually going to try and shoot a personal project this winter, um, potentially with some others, but I'm going to try and help produce it and like direct it and help that the whole process of the film. Um, those are two big ones. We're doing a line, that line movie we're telling, I was telling you about in Ravi. We might shoot a little in the spring for it, potentially if we don't get enough done, like big mountain wise. Um, Kings and Queens. I'm going to try and power surf a lot. And that's the winner. I'm psyched. I, I love it. Pow surfing, I say it in like every podcast. Anytime anybody brings up pow surfing, I'm like, oh, that's what best. I would do every day if I could. I know, me too, man. Like it was pretty fun. Last year we like we should have been skiing maybe more, but we like kind of got all our projects done and it was just so fire. good. It's all of the we good parts surf. of powder anything. Like powder surfing, powder yeah. skiing, powder snowboard. Oh, like it is pow surfing is like that makes sense yeah it's it's really fucking fun it's it's really the best <laughs> it, it really is i'm um, pretty hooked on it right now i do want to ask you i said you were done yeah. but you're not you're listed as a producer on bar fight sure are we gonna see more of that like are you i'd like to i really like that side of of like yeah just i don't know man i like the i like the logistics behind making ski movies a lot like creating the budgets talking to the companies like where are we going to shoot? How are we going to get this done? Just like the day-to-day logistics behind it. Granted, I'm not shooting it. I'm not editing it. I'm not like behind the scenes really, but I'm definitely really trying to step into that role of like a producer, essentially. I think it's fun. It's in it. It's something to do. Like, yeah, skiing takes up a lot of time, but at night it's like fun to convince people to give you money to make a ski movie. 
it's so much more than that. I mean, you're taking, it's more than just asking for money, but it it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I meant to ask you that. So I'm glad you said, you know, producing and stuff. Cause I had it in my notes that you you were listed as a producer on there. So do you think that will grow into a bigger role of yours? Like long-term? Maybe. I'd, I would like to step into that. I've talked a lot with like the Benji boys about helping them as a producer, not even in necessarily like ski media. Like they do a lot of like com- commercial work. Um, and I, I think I'm pretty good at like, just like kind of talking to people and yeah, maybe convincing them to give, give money to, <laughs> to a certain project or whatever it may be. But yeah, I like that stuff. It's cool. Um, so maybe, and you can make all right money. Yeah. We have to live. I think everyone forgets that part. Yeah. It's like, we have to, we totally. have to eat. Um, where can people follow you? Where's the easiest people place for people to see what you have going on? Um, Instagram for sure. I'm trying to get better at it though. I'm going to post more. <laughs> That's Instagram what we, we all say, right? It's like, oh, it's a love hate. I actually, it's mostly a hate. I, I'm just not very good at it, man. And it's tough. Cause like I, we spend all winter shooting. I have so much footage, but I shoot with like these companies that are like, nope, can't post. Like I just got a text from Todd Jones. Like, dude, everything we've been shooting like do not put it on instagram don't yeah you have to hold it don't even yeah so it's like i have all this footage but like i can't really post it on instagram you know what i mean (laughs) so it's like a it's a weird thing so i'm trying to a lot more time into my winter to just go shoot with like iphones yeah you need to go like stack clips one day of just like resort riding yeah but it's hard because we shoot so much it's like a day that i'm not shooting i don't really want to go shoot for instagram you know do you ever get sick of just filming uh yeah i get sick of the just like like this spring and golden we were just like we were there for like freaking a month and we skied like we got like literally we created bar fight in two days of shooting right so it's like two days of shooting but how long were you you were there for a month a month yeah and and that's frustrating because you're like in a zone or you go to alaska it's the same thing it's like you just like hang out for a long time and you get tired and like bored sorry i'm getting a phone call you're all right um yeah it's just like here where are you it's tough it like i that's the part of shooting i don't it, when it's going well and it works fucking love it it's the best <laughs> but it's frustrating when it doesn't go well right i guess would be my answer to that cool uh jake anything else you want to tell the people while you have them no thanks for listening <laughs> uh cool thank thanks you for listening. taking the time and doing it um yeah, twice this is round two so if anyone wants to listen to round one we kind of dig into like you know jake's upbringing and he had a lot of dnfs in some college racing which led oh, him yeah. to skiing big mountains because somehow that's i don't know easier i don't know i guess you don't DNF. a lot of dnfs in big mountains <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that um oh, yeah. but yeah thank you for being on again For sure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.